Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which is, you know, very, very acidic, very bitter. I mean, you know, uh, just overly salty, overly seasoned sometimes, just like hot, spicy, ow, who the hell would ever like be able to touch it? But at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi. <laughs> Wa's like, that's not me. Um. <laughs> So but I'll tell you, I know, I'll tell you what is us matching in our kimonos. You're welcome. Yeah, you are for those of you, especially those of you on Patreon. I mean, you get to see this, these vibrant kimonos. Wadded this. So uh, credit yeah. credits do wadded this. And there are two other people from my uh, YouTube channel, um, Tiana and uh, I believe Jesse, who have this as well. They won the contest. So we, they, I gave them all like, you know, kimonos. Oh, that'd be cute. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, we're going to think of some fun things to do for our Patreon, uh, Patreons, pa Patreon Patreons. Um, as you guys know, we've Patrons. been doing whatever they, whatever you call them, honey, I don't care. Um, I don't care about words. I only care about feelings, you know, more than words. Um, but I will tell you this, it's been a year. Can you believe it? It's been a year for your girls and we have enjoyed the ride, even though it's been very bumpy. Oh, it's been a roller coaster. No, the twists and turns and the lows, honey, the lowest of the lows. With her. But I know we somehow made it through. But no, having said that, we're super excited. Monday's our first uh, Monday of the month live. We're also celebrating a year. So we have some fun things in store for you. So I don't know if we got to say it. So I'm so sorry. We're right now going to be talking about 90 Day Fiance. We're towing it. It's season five, episode four, mad about what you said. This is what this episode is. Now, having said that, on Monday, uh, we, we will be recording what happened Sunday night because, you know, we're on it and there's a lot of things happening. So Sunday night, as you know, in the 90-day world, what's happening before the 90 days, right? So uh, premieres, like, you know, later on, we're going to enjoy watching it on our own time. So are you. And then we are going to do our lives Monday and then, I'm sorry, lives, and then come and do our live together at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, which is where Wa is. And we are going to old style, YouTube style, present a live recording of our podcast that you, our patrons, patrons only, can watch in real time. So, of course, if you are just listening to the live feed, we cannot express how grateful we are just you're listening. And this will always be free. You can listen to your heart's content. But we exist in cute kimonos. And we will be doing, again, a live premiere of uh, recording so you can watch us. And then right after that, since we can't, like, you know, give all the honeys, all of the tea and all the comments we want to, like, back in the YouTube days, we will then jump into a separate patron-only live where we will just dig in. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. We're, you know, we're, we're pretty like into our like little girly sleepover style situations and we'll have some fun surprises and treats. Wow. I over talked that whole situation because I was excited, but so excited and I'm so sorry, but please, 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 let me not talk over you. You talk. Uh, no, I have nothing to say about that. Good job. Thank you so much for giving it to the folks. So basically that whole entire speech uh, was... <laughs> was for patrons only that's really what you should know that's what you should walk out of that and understand that, that all the links will be available to patrons from patreon slash dot com slash docusweeties um to support us ten dollars a month all right so let's mad about what you said is this supposed to be like mad about you and like 
also vote mad about what you said. Is that like a quote from Riley or from, from like, where did this come from, Chris? I thought it, it the same thing. And so funny because it sounds like mad about what you said sounds like someone who is English is a second language saying it. But it also, to me, I thought was Holly talking to, about Wayne calling her a prostitute. Oh, yes. Yes. But she kept saying this. It's a little much. It's a little much. So prostitutes a little much. Uh, it's a little much. Little is a little much. I just have you heard me when I said it was a little much. So I kind of wish it was called little much, you know? Um, yeah, or a little mix. Ha <laughs> Um. So oh. the one thing that I think he let's just talk about them. Let's okay. Well, yeah, that's fine. That's that makes sense. <laughs> so like, let's talk about Holly, Brandon, Brandon and Mary. Oh, sorry. Let's talk about Holly and Wayne. Wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> I looked down and saw Brandon and Mary and then said it and then looked up and realized that we had moved on or we had, I'm sorry. And also I didn't get to rhyme it. It would have been Wayne and Holly. So I wish you could just literally cut the whole thing out and pick up at Wayne and Holly, you know? Yeah, I'll do that. Or Jean Marie. We'll see. Because I fully was like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, great. Am I upset? Yes. <laughs> You know what? Do I deserve it? Yes. No. Okay. So we're talking about um, Hotel Transylvania and a, a wicked queen from the Unseelie Court. So that's Holly and Wayne. Chris is like, what is this stupid fantasy nerdy fairy talk? So we we find out in this episode that he does not like the fact that she dresses the way that she dresses because he feels like in South Africa um you know, people will think of her you know maybe as a lady of the night um which is so interesting because i don't think that that's true but maybe it is like maybe where he lives there are ladies perusing the street with like you know a spaghetti strapped mini dress that has the constellations on it uh, you know here's the thing it could he be correct that some people might think that she's a prostitute with the what she's wearing. Absolutely. Is he is he incorrect in thinking that here's the thing. She has to think it's a problem. I don't know what to tell you. I get that he wants to protect her, but I almost was like, well, first, can you first, no offense, like bring her to a uh, like public space and just see how she feels? Like, wouldn't you just want to first see if she feels comfortable? If she feels comfortable, then that's an argument to let her do whatever the fuck she wants until she doesn't feel comfortable. But for any reason, if she's just, maybe she's like, listen, she doesn't understand the culture differences and she wouldn't understand that like people are going to stare at her. Maybe that would feel uh, like, you know, really invasive or threatening. I mean, if that's what you're saying and you think it's going to happen, then just bring her and see if that is what it is. They've been together before in South Africa. So I don't know if it's good. <laughs> if he this has happened or he just feels some kind of way because they're Jehovah's Witness and the truth is she's supposed mm. to dress somewhat modestly and she's not but she was really hurt I mean really hurt when he said that people would think that she's a prostitute um really hurt <laughs> and so they go to this store and in her mind she's picking up all these dresses that are better and they're just sparkly versions of the same dress uh, and then yeah. unbelievable i also every dress i put i have pictures every dress is horrible <laughs> every single one and i mean the shop is keeper is just like ready she's so happy but like doesn't she what is that that's like I, it's 
it's like what I would have tried to wear to an event, like maybe 2006, like that bell, that bell button hook or like, you know, I don't know where it's called, where it's the center where it's empty a fabric yeah just, that is so oddly aughts you know yeah like she you know she has bigger breast disease and she you know she's not a, okay here's the thing i think that wayne just straight up does not like the way he, she dresses and mm-hmm. i agree she's she does not it's not for me i wouldn't dress that way now here's the thing at the end of the day you have to let someone express themselves and be who they want to be unless they come to you for your advice and then you just give it and you can't even make them take it and or continually correct them, you know, because you don't think you continually correct someone? Oh, sorry. Not, in their relationship, I mean, they're in their religion, he uh-huh. is the head of the household. Okay, okay. So like if he, like he, so I see what you're saying, but you're, yeah. you're talking about them as though they're secular. Yes, folks. you're right. And they are not secular folks. Like, even though they may they may not have been the most Jehovah's JWs of the JWs, you know what I'm saying? But they, the fact that they're on this TV screen talking about how they're Jehovah's Witness, and that means that you don't have sex before marriage, even though she's been married three times. Like, these are not the best examples of, of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> but Did they, do they ever pray? Like, what's where's the religious part of this? I mean, because I don't know. Like, where's the religious part of this religion where do they how come there's no like masses or ceremonies or like where's them you mean how come they're not going door to door or how come they're not holding anything that holding? is remotely tells me that this person is in a religion besides like just saying it once in a while and be like we don't vote but like yeah where's like where's even like tink trinkets you know like where's well, i don't know well let me tell you the jehovah's witness don't have they don't carry a rosary they don't have any like physical okay. whatever they have the watchtower and they have the bible other than that, it's just like really bland. Uh, the Watchtower, huh? Oh yeah, the Watchtower is their periodical. It is their monthly periodical. Oh, um, and like that is science monitor. Yeah, and that's what they give to people once they go to their homes. And then they ask to come in. If you let them in, they will like do a little, you know, churchy stuff for you to try to tell you how great it is to be Jehovah's Witness. Um, I did it, I knocked on doors, you know? I mean, I did it for a politician, but anyway, yeah. So did you notice that, by the way, at one point they had like transition music for Holly and Wayne that sounded like this, like very, like this, like choir of like soft-spoken white women, like Sarah McLaughlin singing like about Africa? <laughs> no, I no but I mean, it's, it's, you know, that's on brand. I just can't, I don't, listen, I don't want to be mean. And I feel like I've been mean to Holly or about Holly. And it's because I... I really have to more lean into like, not for me, great for her, you know, and I really like, I want that in my whole life. But for the not for me uh, aspect of her is like so loud where I'm like every choice and every outfit and the fact that she is like not this one and her mom too, like they're all the clingiest, shortest, like cheapest dresses. They make no sense. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so interesting to me when women don't know how to dress, let's just say sexy or body con or like, as well as not be showing a lot. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't show a lot, but I'm saying if push comes to shove and you are in the one situation where you have to at least understand cognitively what that means and then showcase a version of that, it's baffling to me that people would be like, 
this now having i mean everyone dresses horribly style is you know up and down horrible on the show like every gino hat and shirt shoe so again <laughs> but yeah like you know the fact that holly picks the, the shortest clingiest dresses when she's there to not have that is crazy and when he looks at these spaghetti strap maxi dress and he's like yeah that one's okay and then the way that she breaks down about the prostitute saying the same thing over and over again i mean there's something regressive about her that also makes me feel like what happened to her at 17 that her mom knows and feels guilty or bad about that like has enabled this the like gray garden style relationship they have now you know <laughs> oh is that crazy not little and big Edie. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know what is, is going on, but the fact that he, he said that she, I mean, listen, one time, not one time, my, my dad has, my dad has called me a floozy before. Um, and I just look at him like, what do you even know? <laughs> one, two, floozy. <laughs> what an interesting word. Were you wearing um, something? Yeah, I was wearing like a, I was wearing, I had some shorts that were, I feel like I bought them on Melrose, but they were shorts that were um, not bedazzled, but they were made out of sequin and something else. And it was like beautiful. And I came downstairs. I remember them. You bought them with me. Of course. Yeah. 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 So you know what I'm talking about. So I, I came downstairs with them on with like a bodysuit, like a, like a strappy bodysuit. And I was asking Sawai something and he was like, Ugh. and I was like, what's your problem? And he's like, you look like a floozy. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. And then my brother was like, my brother stood there and he was like, he just started laughing because he was like, dad, what are you talking about? Like, oh, standards are different because it's me. But anyways, so other than that, though, I can't imagine any man on the street telling me that I look like a prostitute. You know what? You're, you know what? No, sorry. Somebody that I actually loved said that the way that I dress, people wouldn't mistake me for a prostitute. I would be f fucking pissed. And so... <laughs> I get where she's coming from. However, I think that he doesn't, I think that the prostitutes in uh, where he, where he's looking for, the prostitutes that he's seen are pretty low caliber because to look at her and think that she's a prostitute is like, is she a prostitute on the border between like TJ and California? Like she doesn't look like a, like a prostitute <laughs> that I've seen. She just looks like a basic ass Betty and you wouldn't know she was a prostitute if she was. I mean, yeah, I get that. You know, I think that he keeps saying like in America, it's different. America is different. She loves like a really blousy, elastic back. Okay, here's the thing. Why don't we go to commercial and you guys think about it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're back from being salty. Now we're <laughs> back on a sweet trend. So therefore we should move on. To someone that we can talk sweet about, I guess. So you're welcome to find who that person is because you set that up. And yes. you better not go to Kimberly and TJ, obviously. <laughs> Sorry. I'm... Let's jump to this. Brandon and Mary. Brandon and Mary. <laughs> That's, I swear to God that you're going to go to Kenny Normando. But then here she is. She goes right to someone that, you know, okay. Okay. I love this beginning part where that Brandon has the audacity to say that mary's grandfather has a rusting bee face which is racist <laughs> i'm just gonna say it that man does not have a resting bitch face you are semi scared of him because what he's a he's a dark man who just kind of sits there like that man's <laughs> face was not resting bee at all like 
he doesn't have a stone cold killer face, as he said. I was like, that Lolo? No, that's not. Did you get that? Did you? Feel not like at that? all. Men of a certain age, their faces don't move, and like it's not the Botox; it's just the lack of a boomer emotion. You know, like you know, or like l- listen, yeah, like you know, my dad looks like he's in a Soprano. You know, like if you don't know, if my dad doesn't like you, like you know, it is not a look of someone who's like gonna give you warmth. You know, like, and I think that. I don't you know, know what that looks like because every time he looks at me, it's I know you're you wouldn't get that, but I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, no, no, Brandon, uh, this is an older gentleman who doesn't have to smile ever, you know, like this isn't some like young buck who you know, like has to show weird warmth to you in some fake way that you're not Chris Farah, you know, like, and that's me because I'm like, I'm over Lily, like, would be like, hi, I'm so over the top when it comes to me trying to show warmth, but yeah, this, I want to take lessons from Mary's grandfather. I want. And anyway, I just, I really want to be able to give nothing and then, and then also have people expect nothing. Wow. Mm-hmm. You want to give nothing and have people expect nothing. Also one more thing. Why doesn't Brandan understand what, what the term wet dream means? <laughs> he's like, he says something like, I just finally get to be with Mary, like, and wake up and it'll be like, it'll be like a wet dream. And it's like, no, no like, no, a, no, no, no. Yeah. So a woman will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he's saying it'll be like his wet dreams that he's been having where he just imagines one except for she'll actually be there. I don't know, but Chris, he's, she tells us that she's never even kissed her ex-boyfriend. And- was all that was standing in the way of that is that fact that that boyfriend didn't ask Mary's grandfather for the kisses? I have no idea, but but Mary is like, uh, my, I'm scarred because my ex cheated on me and I'm scared to be with Brandon because this is going to be the first time I've ever kissed anybody. And when she said that, I was like, was were you in a relationship? Because like, here's the truth. Like, I, I, I know that folks are real, you know, you could be like the Duggars, right? And that you have, you, you date somebody for two months, as long as the family likes it, you get married and you don't kiss before then, which makes sense. But I'm like, how long were you with the ex? How long were you expecting him to hold out or like you guys, like he's obviously cheating on you because those other girls are giving him the kisses. <laughs> I don't terrible. understand how you like kissed him so fast at the airport and then you kiss your real life boyfriend. Like when you were hanging out with him all the time, like, you kissed Brandon like the second you saw him in real life and the, and the entire time you were with someone, you little like, you know, you know, she's horny because this is one more other thing you know about Mary. Mary is horny because Mary has been, no, it's not, I'm, I'm so horny. I'm horny too. Mary has been cyber sexing or whatever they call it now. I don't know. Uh, with Brandon the entire time. Yes, they've been having phone oh, sex. Okay. Uh, that seems even more like old school. Like, because at least cyber sex to me, like happened after party lines. Phone sex still feels like, hi, do you want to call fun girls that are just turning 18? Call 1-800-JUST-TURNED-18. You know, like, remember those lines? You yeah. never see them anymore. You yeah. never see commercials for them anymore. And, and like the commercials were like literally 45-year-olds being like, just turned 18. <laughs> you know, and you'd be like, what? By the way, I used to call them all the time. But I would never be like, I would never be able to make it to paying money for it. So I would just be like, how far can I go? And which is basically only the recorded line that'd be like, thanks for calling 1 800, just turned 18. Now call 1 888 something. You'd be like, oh, no, the 1 8 number just immediately starts charging your line. Can you imagine if, if my dad had gotten like $700 worth? Anyway, uh, that's a different story. But let me tell you um, about this. I liked. Brandan's cute brown luggage, leather luggage. So that's a moment of sweetness I'll give. <laughs> no, it's really sweet. We were, we've been sweet this whole time. Uh, oh. So hmm. yeah, she, 
Uh, and him, like, sh she has this moment where she does, she tells him really quick in the car that they're not supposed to kiss. And then he feels awkward when the granddad asks about the, you know, what happened. And she's like, oh, don't say it, don't say it. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to say it. So then they get into uh, the room because he's really, I mean, he see, listen, how tired is he when he saw all of those egg rolls? Did you see all of those egg oh, rolls? Oh, yeah, yeah. First of all, I was like, if I was like, did they cater this? It just seems per a perfect amount and so many egg rolls. But she made one thing. I was like, the egg rolls too? Like, I looked she other world. I wanted to eat every morsel of it. Every morsel. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm tired. And I'm like, this food is not going to keep, okay? This food is not going to taste the same if it's microwaved later, later. Do they have an air fryer? Is there even a microwave? You better eat this shit right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, he asked permission of and then he's like weird about it you know like and by the way i just will say this those grandparents have been on god's green earth for a hot ass second they've been having kids that have been having kids that have been having kids you know what i'm saying so the minute that they this man comes in and he realizes that he has to ask and the way that he asks and the, his reaction and like it is obvious that he's going to fuck the shit out of Mary underneath that roof, you know, and they know it. <laughs> I think they do too. Yeah. And also like he mentions the fact that he's wondering when the grandparents are going to get their own digs because this is him and Mary's house because he and he paid for it. And the only reason they're living there is because of a typhoon. So like all of a sudden now he has to ask for their permission. What he doesn't know is Mary is never going to kick her family out. She, they will be there for the rest of their lives. Uh, yeah. Does he think they're going to go like, go on Redfin and to see like, you know, like now they got their bearings, go on Redfin and get a new place. That's yeah. Things. Download mm -hmm. Zillow and figure it out. So mm -hmm. he's there. There's a lot of bugs, you know, places. And he's like, I, you know, we got to get an exterminator. And I was like, do you know where you are? There's no exterminators. You're living with these bugs. And when she's like, there's cockroaches. I was like, Oh no, no. There to me, like you could have geckos yelling in your ceiling. No, you can't. Get that gecko out of there. But you can have geckos. There can be flies because those, you know, whatever. But, and listen, spiders aren't the worst. They're worse for some people, but me, I'm like, okay. If there's a lot of, if there's a lot of open windows, it happens. But cockroaches can never be a part of my life. Yeah. Like I, first of all, completely agree with you. And then also B, did you know that geckos make that kind of sound? Because I did not know. And then I'm sorry, no animals that need to be around me that scream yeah yeah no babies are animals that just scream fucking bloody murder that was rude of that animal and i would have had to get rid of it um but then she's you know he's like okay well, so we won't be having sex we won't be knocking boots and i was like how do you know that that is a very Ooh. specific go ahead boy i love you so never ever ever gonna let you go once i get my hands on you they say knock boots in that song Keep on knocking the boots. Ooh, but I love you. I literally think it's called knocking boots. The song, the song that I'm oh. thinking is steady rocking, knocking the boots. Yeah, that song. I've never heard of that song. Oh, it's not steady rock. No, it, I think it's called else. knocking boots. It's either by Jodeci or it's by one of those like R&B. Okay, there's knocking the boots by H-Town. Okay, it's H-Town. Then there's Knockin' Boots by Luke Bryan, which I've never heard of. Okay. Knockin' on, oh, is there? 
Knock oh, yeah. And then Knockin' Boots by Candyman. There's two oh. Knockin' Boots songs. Knockin' Dub Boots, your H-Town, and yeah. mine's Candyman Knockin' Boots. Huh. Great. I mean, I know them both, but I didn't know it's called Knockin' Boots. But anyway, so he knew that mm-hmm. colloquialism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he uh, takes out his special underwear. Yeah. There wasn't nothing special about it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. He's like feeling upset that even though he knows she's a virgin and he completely respects that, he still doesn't think it's fair that he came all this way and he's not able to touch her. And I said, that sounds a little possessive and a little like, like not fair is a weird way to say it. Like what you would say is, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that we're not going to be making out, but are not going to be touching, you know, our first night together. We're sleeping like cousins, in fact. Um, but I respect her because she wants to keep her virginity. I mean, listen, they're so messed up and effed up. I mean, we literally, I kind of, it is, I mean, it must be weird that they have spent two years on the phone together and just like, are constantly like, baby, I want to like, you know, bone you. And I, oh, I can't wait to have you. And, da, 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 da. and then just suddenly like when push comes to shove, you are like in some sort of reverse 69 position, you know, cuddled into a fetal position and then going to bed. Like, but at the same time, I will say that that bed scene that happened at the end where he was like, basically trying to ask Mary if he, if and they in fact would fuck, even though he said they wouldn't was awkward because in my mind, I'm like, she's not going to say that on national television. I feel like Mary the entire time is like, no, no. Okay. We t- we're going to go to bed. Like the way we're going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Leave cameramen, turn off the lights. And the minute that happens, I think, you know, I think Mary's going to, but having said that, she doesn't have to, I'm just saying it's what I think it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. No, she definitely doesn't have to, uh, you know, so I don't have anything else to say about that. Let's move on. Okay. Who do you want to go to? Also, I want to get over Kenny and Armando. I'm going to tell you right now, I fast forwarded through every single one of their scenes. So only thing I recall seeing is the mother crying and Kenny sitting next to her because Armando's throwing him under the bus. Yeah. It's like, basically they hide money in the car, like under, like he hides money while they're in Mexico city. They're making it seem like Mexico city is obviously very dangerous. He hides money. This is where he decides to hide money though. And so it's interesting. You know, the little, like when you're the driver's, uh, pass that driver's side. And then you have like your, you know, your carpet that sits underneath the brakes. Mm-hmm. That's where he decides to, <laughs> that's well, where dude, who would look underneath the, the rug though. That's might be smart. I guess just, you know what? I just, a billion other places was like, not like, why? So someone's going to like, pull, are someone going to pull you out of the car, strip you naked, and then go into your glove department, go in, glove department, glove compartment, go in there and then be like, well, there's no money here. Here's the car back. Here's you. Fine. Bye. And you just like, hey, got them. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So I really don't want to talk about them. I don't care. Kenny gets a haircut. And so that's noteworthy because at some point it looks like, we jump back in time and it's not as freshly cut. And so those are just like sleuthy things for the listeners. Um, so here is what is interesting. Kenny obviously doesn't know a lick of Spanish. Um, you know, Armando's mom comes in. She doesn't like Mexico City. They set up the fact that she also thinks it's dangerous. One time she like, you know, almost got pickpocketed or her purse almost got stolen. She's very upset. So she gets upset when, no, now Armando has to then tell his mom that they're thinking about moving there. Armando puts 
throws Kenny under the bus. It's like, well, Kenny wants to do it. Kenny just wants to do it. Kenny wants to do it. Never even says like, well, Hannah's also somewhat interested. It'd be great for her. Then Armando's mom is like, oh, you know, like you've done so much to me. You just keep moving. And what am I supposed to do? And then Armando goes in. He's just like, don't be, not meaning he's nice about it. He's like, you have no place to be a victim, a victim. Because literally like my mom, my wife fucking died. And then I had a baby and then I was gay and came out. I am gay. I mean, I am gay and then came out and everyone, no one would fucking touch me. So I don't want to have to sit here and have you tell me how I've done things and how I have to worry about how you're going to feel about it when no one give a shit about how I was feeling in the worst possible times. So anyway, and then Kenny, who has not learned any Spanish, just kind of sits there. Now, who also hears every part of that? Hannah. Hannah. And that part also felt a little weird. Wow. Um, God, Armando loves to have the most intense conversations with his with his mom and parents on TV. It's like no other way exists. Okay, uh, that's that's honestly what happened. <laughs> Great, let's move on to these two because Julio showed his entire buttocks. I mean, the yeah. nalgas were out. They were a breer. The nalgas. He just did the most. Um, he did the most. I felt like him backpedaling on national television to just like throw her off wasn't was not the look not the look um for so the first thing they have is we we're, we now know she's not a yara she's not in heels she's wearing flat high boots you know knee high knee high black leather boots and she um is wearing this outfit that is blue because i think blue is her color because her eyes are blue and they're they're driving over to his family's house but before they get there he has to point out to her how there was like a shooting across the street and they someone shot a gun into his mother's home and i sometimes think that that is so weird that people would just like divert like divulge like gang or street life stuff to people who don't need to have that information. I was just embarrassed as like a black person that he was like, yeah, it was like a shootout across the street. Look at this hole. My gr- my mom was in the kitchen. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to live here, which I'm like, absolutely. So they get to the cousin's house and this is where he first starts to like be annoying. To, and the family's like, if he's over there for two months, then how come y'all don't come, you don't come live here for two months? And she's like, I don't want to live here. And he's like, well, that sounds like a good idea. And if, like, I can only imagine sitting next to somebody who you've had conversation after conversation where they've insisted and told you that this whole thing was happening and this is how it's going to happening, be happening, and then you get to their home or around their family, and they start to backpedal, and you, and then your fa- their family is, like, telling you what you should be doing, and they are not stepping in to protect you, that is where it's... I'm like, oh, Julio, I can't be on your side. I don't understand. So, yeah, why doesn't he want to live with her? Why does he, I mean, it's, okay. I understand if he was like, I would kind of like to live in America. I kind of wish he would move here, which that's one argument, which he's kind of also hinted at that. But literally we are in a whole different argument now, which is I'm moving there. And when I move there, we're gonna we're supposed to live together, but we also could live separately. And that's where it's weird to her. Like, you're gonna move all the way to this place that you don't know, and we've already lived together. You're not gonna live with me. Like, what do you think you're gonna like? Just what? Like, you just want to bounce around and be like some bachelor there, like single bachelor. Like, she must think that he 
want, yeah, I mean, I don't know. First of all, I love Kirsten. She makes me like her a lot. I feel like her emotional maturity and like her grace and elegance in this is like a testimony. I, I feel bad because he makes her feel like you should be louder, you know, my family. And, you know, of course it's like, you know, we know what it's like to come from cultures that are loud or whatever, but I, you know, it's like, she is her, you know, and she's not mean. She's not, not, she's not uh, impolite. She's just a little more reserved. I mean, people are reserved sometimes. People are introverted sometimes. You can't expect someone to be different. She's never, She, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean, Wong? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that him saying, you need to like step to my family's expectation is wrong. Like she will get there, she'll be quiet and she'll do her thing and either she'll open up or she won't. And your family will just get used to her however she is. And so she's offended that she needs to kind of change like who she is to be around his family, which I get, but his family doesn't expect that. And that's the, prop, the part that's, I think, hard for her and hard for anybody is that, you know, he's he's like anticipating what they're going to feel, but what they really feel is like, why the hell haven't you told us this entire time? And she's able to be like, yeah, he's known. We've talked about this for a year. I've been his girlfriend for a year. And they're all looking at him slack jawed. And instead of him just like taking the heat, he allows her to share in it somehow by acquiescing and agreeing that his family's compromise might be correct. But it's already too late for that. He should have gotten their opinions and gotten, you know, whatever. But that's the whole reason why he didn't tell them anything. That's the reason why he didn't tell his mom is because he knew that they would pull him out of that. He knew that he would feel guilty and then start backpedaling. So he left it to the last moment to tell them. And then in that last moment, he's still doing what he knew he was gonna do, which is backpedal. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I was I was on her side the entire time. Um, and Vicente didn't know what he was getting himself into, you know, at the costume party. And she was so excited. She's like, I'm putting my anger away. Uh, I never celebrate Halloween. We don't celebrate it like we do here. And they're both like devils. And he just gets there and he's just like basically siding with all his family and putting the onus on her to agree to things like in the moment, right? It's just like within 24 hours, she's supposed to agree to two separate ideas of what they were going to do. And I would be pissed too. I'm telling you right now, I hate it when plans change. <laughs> like I fucking hate it. So I get it. Yeah. I, I don't have anything else to say about them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a moment for a commercial. And hey, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial. We're doing our best. Okay, so next couple that we're going to talk about, I mean, let's Danielle and Johan. I thought this was actually a non-infuriating episode for me with them. <laughs> because, yeah, because there's two other lovely, charming people in it. <laughs> They're friends. Yeah. yeah. This made me not angry at them at all. And let me tell you, the biggest shock <laughs> is Danielle's hair that is not the right color and looks like Barbie doll hair. Go. Yeah, okay. So, you know, tis the season, I guess. Everyone, it's, you know, high Barbie life. But she obviously has extensions and babe it's like okay this is how i mean it it yeah it, it, it this is how i describe it i guess it just it looks like you know how in the 90s you would have barbies that had like hair that would turn colors like in the sun or like with cold water or whatever and you would do it over and over again and then at some point like 
it just is this weird shaded of something. It's neither here nor there. It's just like stayed this. It's that. Her hair is blonde with the tinge of purple or pink as if, or here's another metaphor, as if she took off the extension and washed it with one red sock <laughs> and like in hot water and the red sock just died. It's like, it, it looks so bad and so not blended for a billion reasons and like a weird mop. It's just, you know, it's fine. It's just like, I mean, it's okay. okay this is what it is. <laughs> Extensions are hard, I guess. And over the years in the 90 day world, we have been just, we have seen top to bottom what extensions can do if they hate you. Like that's kind of like Darcy, like Darcy's, I mean, Darcy's hairstylist hates her and Darcy's hair hates her. And like, you know, like anything that's like plastic and or previously unattached to a human's head that hits her head, hates her immediately. Same thing with the Angela ponytails. Like, you know, they're not to be trusted. Like Miona did it. And then she was like, how did I do it so well? I don't know how anyone else can do it but like me. So I will make a business of it. And she's successful because that's how hard it is. And the secret, I think, is having darker hair. Anyone who has. But anyway, having yes. Um Daniela's look is not the best. However, we pick up on a very different Daniela and Johan than where we had left off. And at one point they go over their timeline and it also feels like it's only been that amount of time. Uh, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out that they um, are going to counseling and it may, it's made their life so much easier. And um, that she has been using her independence as armor which I thought was like a really poignant thing because that really tracks her. And she then uh, it goes to the airport to pick up her homegirls and she's got her sunglasses on and she's like doing that hip sway waddle uh, all the way there. Then they're there. She loves their dresses. They get in the car with her. They're having a kiki good time. And really they bring such a ray of sunlight to this situation as well as a buffer between Danielle and Johan, as well as they speak Spanish. So they're talking to him and he's able to fully express himself with, with two of her friends and they're being so delicate and polite and they're, and I love it. It's like the way you should do it instead of going in like a hurricane and just like being, being like, why didn't you do this? Why are you still on the app? You know, just like, Hey, it's, it's hard. Right. And, you know, it feels like I'm sure from his perspective that the friends aren't there to judge him. They are, but they're being, they're doing what they need to do to make sure that it isn't terrible. Yeah, they love him. Yeah, that that is exactly it, Wall. We are not seeing friends of the American being like, they are, they're, they're not questioning him at all. Other than, well, they're not questioning his motives about like, why you're here, what are you doing with our friend? They are like, you should get a job. Like, mm -hmm. what's what's happening with that money situation? But yeah, like, they think that he's charming and, you know, he is a large man who smiles, who's incredibly handsome, whose physical presence is just, you know, can be just like, you know, intoxicatingly, uh, you know, transformative, I guess, to be around. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, they love it. Uh, you know, yeah. And I, I love that he can feel their warmth and, you know, like he feels like they're not not on his side, if not even a little bit on his side, because they know that she's banana whamas, 
you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she doesn't but she does seem a little more grounded you're right like she seems like she's done some work i mean you know like maybe that hair literally is heavy and it, it's like pushing her to the ground and it's literally grounding her for her you know but like yeah jesus yeah that hair is like it, it's almost it looks like it's gray or lavender like, yes <laughs> it is so interesting to me um and i had a hard time staring whenever she would talk i like the fact that her friends were there and they had a vibe about them and then there was like good food and good conversation and like i love a dominican aguacate so like i was happy if they got to have that um but yeah um yeah like i will say gizmo's cute their dog you know mm-hmm. um and i was ha- like happy for that and i wanted to know in my mind like do you think Gizmo likes to be around Johan more or Daniela more? I think Daniela wants Gizmo to be around her all the time, but I think Gizmo loves to be around Johan. Like, I think that she's, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, but either way, it's obsessed with Johan. Just like Yeah, and I feel like only because Johan is not obsessed with it, you know? He's like a dog. Dog should be outside, you know? he's That's not the way my dad feels, too. So my dad is like, I don't get it. It's, it's the way they all feel. They're like, dog as pets, especially this little one. What purpose does this dog, <laughs> you know, bring um oh, we didn't have any misha and nicola this episode is this the second time in the second time or just this time and we miss them so much because they're so poignant gifted mm, i think you're right yeah like wow they better they better be giving us something crazy yeah maybe because but yeah the babe you're absolutely right okay yeah. um last but not least yep certainly not least Woo! this was another ex ex very explosive episode between uh, TJ and Kim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, will we pick up on the fact that, you know, that she did not like that apartment? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, she hated it. She absolutely hated that apartment. And the next morning, she's wearing, like, some kind of onesie. And um, I don't know what she's doing. But he... No, wait, did we talk about... Did we even... Fin- did we talk about what happened... The night before? No. No, wait. Well, that happened last episode. About him sitting down with his family talking shit about her? That happened last episode? A little bit. Well, then this, this is what I'm going to say. The fact that he's sitting downstairs talking shit about his family with, with his family about her, about calling him a dick and how he doesn't like the word dick. Don't call me dick. <laughs> like... It, 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 to me, was just the rudest situation ever. He was, he was dead ass wrong in that. She was wrong, but him to run downstairs just complaining and talking about how he, he has done all these things and she's just so ungrateful and she's just nitpicking at everything and then having that conversation with his brother outside where his brother is fully on his side and is basically like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> like, that is just, that was wrong. That was wrong. Yeah, like... If there was any chance from the first episode or them being together or whatever, like if there was any chance you thought that they might be to get, should be together, it's obvious they shouldn't for a bunch of reasons. A, yes, his emotional maturity, emotional maturity, uh, in in relationship to how it should be if you want to be married to someone and you want them to have a relationship with your family and you know the protection you have there. But he is so obviously hurt, and also B, she is unhinged i mean she is crazy i mean i i i find her i find her repulsive in this episode i mean to the point where i'm like she i think that you know i i don't know what to tell you i think that there's a, a sort of like evilness about her and i don't trust her uh please don't have her like come to my house i'm scared of her you know i feel like she would like i don't like her 
you know i think she like does like spells on people and stuff like that and i think that she is a she has a darkness to her like the ways in which that she complains and laments about him out loud like even though obviously the producers are there and she's being recorded without any sort of like oh my god my my husband to be and i just got this huge like i don't know like it's it's just every part of it is so out, out, bad to watch in the sense that if the final goal is for two people to be in a relationship like his choice is horrible her choice is really 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 bad like uh, you know please walk away from each other yeah um definitely because she's is she's like I, he, he text messaged me last night to go down there and sleep with him i guess in the same bed as his brother and his mother and i'm like you don't have to be such a dick about it you knew that this that he and his mother and his brother sleep in the same bed where his father sleeps we don't know but you you've known that he has slept in the same bed with his mother his entire life and you're gonna like call it out on tv because you're pissed at him and she's like all i did was tell him i didn't like things and all i want him to know is that he has to hear me and that he's not hearing me because that's what a family does and then she's like my my spirit guides told her something girl but not to get on the plane and go home so he comes upstairs with an apple and a banana trying to make it work. And um... that's also crazy. He really, I mean, I'm like, is this really the first time he's coming back in the room? Because he really was so sorry. Wow. I mean, I interrupted, but he really was just like, poke. <laughs> is it okay if I'm here? Like, you know, like the ways in which he tried to get back in her good graces. I, I like, I, I had to pause and then just like let it wash over me. It was so bananas, right? Yeah, it's it's the cultural difference. Like he's expecting her to just have been mad for the night and then wake up in the morning. And now that he's positive, her try to be positive too. And just because they're going to get married in a week. And she's like, no, I'm going to stew in this and I'm going to yell at you. And when you, I'm going to yell at you at the top of my lungs so that your family hears you so that you have to storm off and go back downstairs again. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to get married. I hope not, you know, but we'll see how much more. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fantasy for you. Here's oh. my Brandan wet dream. Oh, what? Ready? Red if you got Kimberly and her lion onesie. And you got Chris of Chris and Jamie and her whatever onesie, the one, the onesie that you know that she wore, whatever the fuck onesie it was, a unicorn or whatever it was. These two women are incredibly narcissistic. And when they fight, they always, they fight in such a way that like makes it about them, but then blame the other person for making it about them when it's not about when they're, you know, it's like very similar. So you'd have to have them have an argument off in an animal onesie and who could be more victim-y. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that Kim is really good at being the victim. Like I know that <laughs> she's, but she's like a, her and her pirate father, they are the top of the list. And she is basing her expectations on him on what I guess the father and the stepmother did. And I wonder if they never fought before this time. They must've fought every day the last time she was there. Great point. Every day, they, this level of disrespect to each other is is not like didn't just happen. She's like, I cuss, 
Dick is not a bad word. The same way that he's like, please don't call me a bad name. She's like, well, you're just going to have to deal with it or it's just going to happen sometimes. And he's like, well, then I need you to, you know, respect the fact that I put my buds, sweat and tears in this apartment in the last two months. And they're both like, no, we're not going to. My feelings are more important than your feelings. You need to listen to me. I don't need to listen to you. So, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you have to accept that I use the word dick. And, and then he's like, okay, well, then you have to accept you cannot call me a dick. No, it's like, it's so, you know, like you can use the word dick. You cannot call me a dick. You can use the word bitch. You cannot call me a bitch. You can, yeah. you can, you know, say the word hate. You can't say I hate me. You know, like there's certain, whatever. But anyway, yeah. she's horrible. That's all I have to say. Yeah. She's horrible, but she, she's in training at this point. So hopefully it doesn't get worse. All right, you guys. So that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to be a part of our Patreon, it's on DocuSweeties at patreon.com slash DocuSweeties. It's $10 a month. We do a live every first Monday of the month. And this Monday is going to be a doozy. So please join us and join us on Patreon. Um, if you would like to be a part of our social medias as well and or only, Chris will tell you how to do that. I would go to Instagram and I would, uh, you know, go ahead and type in the at symbol, that weird one. And then at DocuSweeties is Instagram, at DocuSweeties on TikTok, and at DocuSweeties1 on X. X. Now. It's called X. So I guess I have to, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Mm -hmm. The artist formerly known as Twitter, X. Uh, Just like Prince. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we love you guys so much and we will talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.